This week, as usual, I'm joined by Laurie. Hello, Laurie. Hello, Craig. I've gone back to as usual. I'm sticking with it. And this week, we're joined by a special guest, Chris. Hello, Chris. Hi, Craig. Hi, Laurie. Hello. All right, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, Chris, you're on the, the forum as Psychoheart. And yes. you're also on, I'll give your Twitter a wee plug, you're on Twitter as Chris... 1888. I <laughs> I've got to admit, the, the, uh, the early kick-off caught me out, so only it's on the second half. Lucky you. I didn't realise it was on so early. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few places had it down as 8pm, a couple of papers, a couple of uh, websites had it as 8pm kick-off, which I thought was strange because obviously it was two hours earlier than that, but yeah, I watched the whole thing, we having a couple of beers at the time, so... It's not the, the clearest of memories, partly because also I wasn't paying as much attention as I probably should have been. But yeah, we won against an absolutely rubbish team who didn't even have their best team out. And we scraped a 2-1 win. So, well, yeah, two decent goals, but I'm, as, as I usually am these days with Scotland, quite uninspired at the fact that we played a, a boring, rigid, safe defensive team with the usual players in. We barely tried anything. We gave Jordan Rhodes about three quarters of a millisecond on the pitch and it's... There you go. He I still mean, had a good chance, so he still, he still took his, his shot well. So uh, I'd resigned myself to the fact that Stevenson wasn't going to get on by that stage, so I'd lost interest. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... It was alright. I mean, it could have been worse. We won, but I would like to see a bit more kind of not necessarily experimentation, but play some different players or play a bit more attacking, you know, 4-1-4-1 away to the team ranked 120th in the world who also had most of their bigger players out. It just wasn't exactly the most inspiring night, but there you go. I, I tend to agree. I mean, the most adventurous we got was playing Jamie Mackey for the first time of the year. And to be fair, he did have a good game. He had a, he had a good few runs and the, the second goal was... Possibly better than the first, in my opinion, but I'm a sucker for a jinky run, so... I wasn't sure what the defending was all about when they were down that corner. The ball was bobbling about everywhere, and they just couldn't get, get rid. It's pathetic, really, from Cyprus, but I suppose they are. Try to play football from the back. What's all that nonsense about? Just get your foot through it. Get it up. Get it clear. <laughs> like, get this, out of the stadium. <laughs> all this modern-day nonsense about playing it on the deck from the back. Just get your foot through up the park. Push the line up. That's it. Old-fashioned. I think we're worried if they put it in the stand there'd be nobody there to retrieve it. <laughs> I would mean, have to stop the game for a good five minutes trying to find a replacement. <laughs> I, I was a bit disappointed myself, to be honest, because what we 51st in the, in the world, apparently, and Cyprus 120th. We should have given them a doing. You mentioned that Levine maybe was a bit 
cautious with his selection. As a friendly, he should be going out, he should be trying new people. Why play Caldwell and Bear at the back? That's something that we know what we, what to expect from those two guys. We we know to be disappointed at times by them. <laughs> so <laughs> make a wee change. Don't just play the usual suspects. Well, you see, even England. I mean, England played Spain, and obviously, by all accounts, it was a sort of the game itself. They weren't being adventurous, but you know, they tried. They put on in the second half. They put on some different players. You know, see Jack Rodwell's and stuff getting a game, and they're playing Sweden in the week and they're apparently going to start a lot of people, give them their first caps and it's like, fair enough, it's England, they've got a lot more players but England playing Spain, England playing Sweden, is that much different than us playing Cyprus? I mean, surely we can play a couple of players, even in the second half, you know, bring some guys in, play a bit more attacking, it's just, I could see why we would do that against Cyprus and maybe a qualifier because, you know, we're not that great, we need to get a win but it's a friendly and I know they do count to coefficient but, where does it get us? What what did we learn from that game? What did the players gain from that game that we didn't have before the game? I mean, yeah. a friendly got to have some sort of purpose other than a result. I know winning's important, as Levine will always say, but there's got to be some sort of development. We either seem to play a rubbish team and get a result and learn nothing, and we play a really good team and we don't get a touch of the ball and we lose and we learn nothing. It's like we've just got to find a play some decent teams and mix up, change players around or something. I just we, I just don't see what we get from these friendlies at all. If it's either the Faroe Islands or Cyprus who are beaten or at least the Denmark friendly. We kind of, a couple of players got a chance. You know, Adam and Snodgrass got more of a game than they had and they done well and we beat a half-decent team. Just Cyprus away to play a 4-1-4-1 and grind out a result with the same players who we know can play that way. What does that get us? I don't know. Any positives? <laughs> um, well, Rhodes, I thought that although he was only on for a couple of minutes, I thought his his run was decent and I thought he had every right to hit that shot. And, well, I, I hear that he scored again today for the under-21s. So he could be a positive for the future. Conway, I don't know why he was why he was there if he was only going to be getting 10 minutes. I just... I'm with you, Laurie. I think that you should have been bringing players on in about half time, giving them a, a decent run out. Because what can you tell from ten minutes? Exactly, and I mean, uh, John or Rob on the forum says a waste of time tonight, an expensive jolly for the fans in the SFA. Well, maybe for one of the two. <laughs> Rhodes got two minutes. Why? Craney got how long? Why? I'll support Scotland to the end of my days, but I'll reserve my right to criticise those that I see fit for criticism. And uh, Japes's reply to why Rhodes got two minutes and why Craney got the time he did. It was because the manager's a, <laughs> a something. <laughs> so uh, maybe some. JB was slightly more positive. Says, I missed the game due to working late. I saw both goals and they were taken really well. As has been said before, it's a waste of time playing Robson on the right. I probably wouldn't even have him in the squad. Did Mackie end up playing through the middle in the second half? At the very least, the results should build a bit of confidence as we previously struggled in away games against so-called lesser opposition. And he does mention the two the two goals were taken very well. Miller's as well. People may be questioning if he was really meaning it because Miller doesn't really score goals like that. But um, he does come well, in. They were saying, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, if it was Caldwell because he had quite a big interview in the paper. But they were talking about that they'd studied DVDs and they'd spotted that the, there was gaps at the back to exploit from long balls like that. So I'm not sure whether he intended to hit it so early, but that, that move from the from straight from the back to attack was it was straight from the training ground. 
So in that respect, fair play to Levine for doing that research for for it working out for them. Yeah, but I think most most managers will do that anyway, will they not? Especially international manager, they've got look how much time they've got between games. Got to hope they'd have detailed dossiers on the opposition. You know, I hope they know everything about them. What they yeah, have for breakfast. Was saying, he was saying that I think it was seven matches that they watch on DVD prior to the game. I didn't define seven matches at Cyprus. I don't think they've played that many games this year, have they? <laughs> Where did they find seven Cyprus matches that they got a full DVD of? <laughs> Straight to Amazon. Aye, Cyprus special. So, I mean, Kling Klong on the website as well says Cyprus should have had at least uh, another goal, hit the post twice. In particular, the second one was a quality strike. It was an atrocious atmosphere. Where the hell was everyone? I think uh, Friday night in Cyprus, um, you got the choice of Cyprus, Scotland, or or going out and enjoying the the nightlife. I don't know. Don't know what you'd go for. Even I mean, doing the eight o'clock kickoff as well. <laughs> <laughs> Even doing the decorating maybe was an option for them. Yeah, he did taking the, the bin out that kind of thing. He did add one of the matches. Jamie Mackey, what a way to announce your return to the international setup. And there was one positive. You know, he he certainly he brought him in and he did well. So don't can't dwell on it. Do I don't want to sound too down on a. I'm not. I don't think I'm in a more negative position than I was before the game. I just I just don't know what we learned from it is maybe is my point. I think we should maybe try more things and try more players in a friendly. And I don't expect to try a complete different eleven and we get hammered and they never get an appearance again because that's, you know, fruitless as well. But I think we've got to be a bit more adventurous and you've got to make the most of these friendlies of you know, learning about players and getting them gelled together because I know he has this club atmosphere nonsense all the time, which I guess there's a kind of point to it. But at the same time, it's not a club. It's an international team. And if a player's been playing badly just because he was in the squad last time doesn't mean he should be in the squad again. And if a player's not playing for his club just because he was in the squad last time doesn't mean he should be in the team again. So I think as much as there should be a good atmosphere with the players, it's not a club. So it's slightly different than just playing the same team week in, week out, because you will have other players who can come in and who might be playing better and might be a better option for that game. So, well, at the very least, we got some coefficient points out of it. don't know how much you get for, for a 2-1 victory against a Diddy team, but at least we got points out of it. So, predictions last week, Laurie, I went for a 1-1 draw, so I was wrong. Laurie, you'd went 2-2. Don't say I was more uh, wrong, because you always try that. <laughs> <laughs> One goal no, I'll let you off it. I'll let you off it this time. And Tom went for 3-1 to Scotland, so I suppose he was closest. He would have got one point in the SFF predictor if we did national <laughs> international games, but we don't. We don't. We don't. <laughs> so I, I thought I'd go on to mention Paul Band's charity bet. He started off so well. We get £45 in the in the bank straight away first weekend. But this week, or should I say last week, he went for Airdrie United against Forfar and he predicted a 0-0 draw. But the match itself finished four each. So our £10 bet down the pan. Uh, well, he got the draw, but right? It did. It did, yeah. Of course, it was only eight goals in. <laughs> Aye, but he's, he's come back this week and he has predicted that St Mirren will draw 0-0 with Dunfermline. And his comment is, both suit playing for the odd goal, so it won't be a high-scoring game, hoping for no goals at all. So I think it's I think it's a good choice. 
Yeah, good I chance mean, of that. They done well. They got the the first one was a submitting one, so and yeah, I think neither side. I can't I can't see it being four all. Put it that way. Touch wood. But uh, yeah, maybe a good bet. But there was a, there was two four all draws in the the lower leagues at the weekend. Had a a bit more of a look at them than normal since there was no SPL action in Scotland. Isn't exactly the most exciting thing. Airdrie United four for there was a four four with Stranar Montrose as well. So. Maybe we should, uh, maybe we should watch more of the the lower league games because there was a big game in the first division, Ross County playing Falkirk, the yep. Yep. the top two, and um, a crowd of over four thousand. So I thought it'd be good to have a wee kind of quick look at that. County themselves are now, I think, uh, I should really have a table up here, but I think they're six points six, clear at the top now. Six points clear, seven better off and goal difference, yeah. So um. It's it's always a very competitive division the first uh, the first as well, but they've kind of got a bit of a gap, and um, I think it was after the game that Stephen Presley, manager of Falkirk, kind of brought up the the extended league argument as well, which is one that's rattled on a lot, especially when you see a nice big crowd like that and two team two teams who are kind of both doing well. I think Falkirk have shown that already with their run in the cup, county as well in recent years have done. No yeah. bad themselves in the cup, both with um, lots of Scottish players and Falkirk in particular, lots of young players. So I, I don't know what your view, Chris, on on the league itself. More teams, less teams, stay the same. <laughs> I I would tend to agree with Stephen Presley. I'm, I think he was saying something about twenty teams. I wouldn't go that far. I, I, but certainly sixteen or eighteen is maybe an idea. Yeah, it's always something that I've favoured. I mean, on the forum, Breen seventy seven brought it up a couple of months back and he'd suggested uh, a 16-team league, um, like you're saying there, Chris, which I wouldn't see a problem at all. I mean, on current standings anyway, if you looked at the first division, you'd got, um, so you'd have, what, another four teams, so you'd have Ross County, Falkirk, Livingston, Hamilton, Morton and Dundee, and you've got, uh, what, four of those, four of those six have been in the SPL in recent times. I would certainly say Dundee, Dundee, Falkirk County can easily get more attendances than some of the SPL grounds will suddenly certainly have sometimes. So, personally, I think that that's the way forward. I know a lot of the argument on the forum, usually the one arguing against it is Panda Monk, the Air United fan. Yeah. And his argument is usually um, a lot to do with the fact that the, the spreading out of the money and the less kind of the, the the TV money, how it would be affected if there was a bigger league. And um, I'm not going to go into too much detail because it's gone for pages in the forum trying to have it explained exactly what it means. But my personal view on it is that maybe we should look more long term and maybe a 16 or an 18 team league would mean that we wouldn't get as good a TV deal or we'd have a kind of transitional period. But to me, it would mean more teams getting more money, getting games against Celtic and Rangers and Hearts and Hibs and the so-called bigger teams in Scotland and and more players getting a chance and also from a selfish point of view I can't stand having get seasons where you sometimes play teams seven times I can remember one yeah, season we played yeah. Kilmarnock seven times we played them three times in a row we played them in the Scottish Cup and then we drew so it was going to go to a replay and we played them in the SBL the week after and then we played the replay and so it was two games in the Scottish Cup and it was four in the SPL and then we played them in the League Cup as well. And it's like, it gets so boring. And even now, you know, 
I know there's. I'll always want to go East of the Road away games. I don't know if it's a you know I quite like going up to Petardry and places like that. But there's some grounds if you've got two, even possibly three trips there because of the split, you kind of get bored of going there. You don't want to go there again. Whereas if it's one home, one away, that's the only time you're going to get that trip. It also diversifies it. You have got trips to Falkirk, trips to wherever Livingston, Morton, Dundee, Partick, Kirkcaldy for Wraith Rovers, wherever it may be. So it just mixes up. So that'd be my view. I think it would freshen things up and there's no crime if you do it and it works for a while and then you can change things again. You know, I just think we need to change something up there. It seems stale to me, but I think it's sort of a stalemate because it's 11 to 1 you need, isn't it? It is, yeah. To change yeah, I, that. I don't think it's I don't think it's even down to the clubs now. I think the, the stalemate's because of Neil Doncaster. In the, the recent talks, it seemed to be a case of he was promoting the, the 10 team league and they'd have their meeting, they'd come out of their meeting, and Doncaster would announce that mm, it doesn't look like anyone's going to be voting for the 10 team, so we need another meeting. It seemed that he wouldn't let people vote unless they were voting for what he wanted. But I think, but that, but I mean, that's, I mean, that was a nonsense anyway. There's no point in going down to less teams, but I think what I mean is the, the, there's no way it'll go down and I don't think there's any way it'll go up unfortunately whilst it's 11-1 to because we have two two teams in particular um, don't want don't to start name calling here but it's the teams that you two support who will never go for a bigger league simple as Rangers and Celtic won't vote for it because well for one thing they've got their hearts set on something that I don't think will happen which is going to England so unfortunately and for some for some strange reason Hibs and Aberdeen also feel like they should vote against they no they voted for they wanted a ten team league didn't they which I found highly amusing considering at the time Hibs were tenth which would make them the bottom team in the league and thus relegate but that's another thing one relegation I think you know you've got sometimes you've got four or five teams doing really well in the first division and you get one of them get only one of them gets to go up you know I think it was a couple of years ago there was a couple of them in it to last day I think and three or four of them were in it till the last couple of months and much better getting a couple of relegations, you know, a couple up, couple down. There you go. It's uh, for yeah. now. I think it's kind of it's it's not going to happen. Whilst the the current rules are the same, I don't think it'll go down. I don't think it'll go up. And I don't know how you change that. I don't know how you how you change the the, the way the things set up. Maybe we need to work on convincing Rangers and Celtic that that's the way forward. But I don't think it'll happen, unfortunately. <laughs> Larry. I'm not convinced it is Rangers and Celtic it's a problem because I've always been under the impression that it's the, the teams outside the Celtic Rangers that want to keep bringing Celtic Rangers back to their ground. I mean, teams like Kilmarnock only ever get a full stadium three or four times a year and that's when Celtic Rangers visit. So they're looking at it as they want to keep the, the four games a season rather than dropping down to just two, yeah. So which they would get if they had the bigger SPL. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I appreciate that as well. I mean, I, it's it's certainly decent logic, but as far as I, I was aware, there was eight teams who were against, who were kind of that sort of breakaway thing, Who and I'm, I'm sure it was everyone apart from Hibs and Aberdeen, you know, because they met at Tynecastle. It was like this little secret meeting or something. Well, it wasn't secret. We you know this little, this little cliquey meeting of all the, of all the bigwigs and the... I'm pretty sure there was eight of them, and maybe that was just solely against reducing the size of the league, which I guess would maybe be understandable since what most teams in the league are probably in danger of relegation at the start of the season. You know, no one ever seems to be safe these days, do they? So 
I don't know. You, you might well be right in that. It's it, it's hard to tell, but as far as I'm aware, that's the, the old firm would definitely 100% be against it because they kind of don't want to support changes like that because I think yeah. you might, you probably know better than me, I don't follow them, well, Celtic as much as you will, but to me it seems they, they still, they just want to dig their heels in until they can get the move, and I don't think it will happen, but I think they're still set on it just now, I don't think they're yet given up. Yeah, I, th- I think with Celtic and Rangers it's certainly a case of they like playing each other six, seven times a season because <laughs> of the, the windfall that brings in. Yeah. We yeah. certainly got the full seven last season. Indeed, I mean... <sighs> I guess, I guess it is one way of looking at it. And then, I mean, from our point of view, I suppose it's it's sacrificing the fact that, you know, we'll get, well, at least one less Edinburgh Derby. We don't usually get the full four compliment these days, but <laughs> in saying that, it probably won't be long before we do. But I just think... Look at that season. <laughs> it's just looking long term, you know, I think to have more teams in there playing each other. And although, yeah, I, w- I would only get... You know, obviously, and that's... That's me saying now I'd only get one home game at Tynecastle against Rangers, one home game against Celtic and one home game against Hibs, which is sacrificing three games that I really enjoy and have always got a good atmosphere. Well, two of them anyway. <laughs> but I just think for long term for the other teams, I would think it would probably be slightly negative for teams like Hearts and Rangers and Celtic. But I think for the good of the game, I think people should maybe look at the bigger picture. And think that to have another four, even just the other four teams, six teams in there, getting a bit more money, getting bigger crowds, playing against better players long term, I think that could only be a good thing for their players, you know. And that that's how I, that's how I would see it. And obviously, not everyone's going to maybe look at it that way. I suppose the, the teams for teams maybe like middle middle table, lower SBL teams, the little the couple of thousand extra you get with TV money, I suppose it makes a big difference. And it can be hard to say I'm going to sacrifice this for the the greater good. <laughs> Laurie, you, you mentioned earlier about the, the TV deal going down and I can only assume that you're saying that because you'd be reducing the number of old firm games, which is clearly clearly a thing that interests Sky. But I was wondering... That, and I mean, you... in terms of like the... I mean, Panda Monk, I don't want to try and search through his post to explain it properly, but I think... I mean, in one, 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 one thing I was saying... The, the clear thing would be that clubs get less TV money because it would be spread out between more mm-hmm. teams. Um, and obviously yeah. what I mean is for, for me or for, for you or for, for Chris as fans of the, the bigger teams who are generally always there, it's maybe a slight sacrifice short term, but surely it would be better to get more teams getting more money rather than just the same sort of... It's, it's usually kind of the same 10, maybe one or two go down and come up. It just seems to be not spread out enough. From what I see, I think, was it 90%? Of all the money goes to the SPL and ten percent goes to everyone else, something like that. I think. I just think that if we went to a bigger league, say say sixteen teams, uh, even as high as twenty, whatever. If we went to that kind of size, then we'd have more games at the weekend, and we could start looking at introducing uh, more live games. So right now we have the monotony of the who's the old firm playing away. And that's it, you can pretty much guarantee you do get the, the odd game that's out with the old firm, but it's few and far between. But if we were getting, say, nine games a weekend, then we could have two slots every single weekend. And that means that, that Sky, they're going to come in and they're going to still want the old firm, so they're going to be uh, 
trying to bid for a package that includes, say, the first choice of the weekend, they're, they're probably going to stick with the old firm away. But then another broadcaster can come in and bid for that other package, and it might make it more attractive. We could maybe even stretch to three slots a weekend. I just think that the exposure that the TV deal uh, of three slots, for example, I think that that would benefit, never mind the, the additional money that it could bring in. I guess the problem would be, one, who would want to pay for for that slot, with all due respect to the teams in the league. And to be honest, personally, I I find it kind of boring most weeks when you watch, it's maybe not been so bad in recent times, but you know, when you watch because of how bad Celtic have been recently, but usually, you know, you watch a team play in the old firm and get hammered. And it's kind of like, to me, it's not that entertaining. To me, a lot of weeks I would rather see, to be honest, a Ross County versus Falkirk. But to the greater audience, uh, you know, in England and the rest over the UK, are many going to tune into a game like that? Even Hearts, you know, with uh, obviously got slightly more viewing. But if Hearts aren't playing Hibs, Cel- uh, Hibs uh, Rangers or Celtic, it's again, is it going to attract many people who aren't supporters of the team who are playing? That's 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 the, that's the problem. And maybe we have to look further than the TV deal. And obviously, then maybe changing too many three o'clock kickoffs is a bad thing. Less people going to the games. Maybe we need to get people more people through the turnstiles, have lower ticket prices, you know, some of the ridiculous ticket prices for SPL games. You go to some smaller grounds and you're paying, you know, 25, 30 quid to, to go in and it's, it doesn't attract people to come to games, does it? It's it's not very, yeah. the product, does the product really match that thing when you look at the likes of the Bundesliga where people are paying, you know, under, under £10 and stuff to get into games, which <laughs> arguably the far greater quality than what we see? For the first old firm of the season at Ibrox, there was tickets, I think they were £42 a piece. I went online and there was a, a small public sale, but there were all the tickets were restricted viewing and the price was still £42. <laughs> so I just thought you, you could be sitting right behind a pillar and, and that's it, £42. So I, I didn't risk it. I was the same. I was offered a, a ticket for Ibrox the, the first game and it was £42 for us as well and I turned it down. It just, it's just not worth the value anymore. I mean, I think with the old firm game, they'll get away with it, and you can see why they would still do it is because it'll be a full house anyway. I think what I don't understand it is when you've got grounds which are, you know, vast, you know, hugely empty. And someone told me after the Hibs AGM, which I I still don't believe, but the Hibs Hibs only have three thousand season ticket holders now, and I I was stunned to hear that. I I still I still can't believe that's accurate. Um, but if, if you've got things like that, you know, got Places like Pataudry and Easter Road with six or 7,000 people in them, it's like, would you not be better? If, I know it's all hypothetical, but if, in theory, you half those prices and you got like double the play, double the fans in, not to say that, that would happen with the way those teams have been playing in recent times, but would it not be better to charge less, get more fans in? It's a better atmosphere. If, if people turn up to even 12,000, 13,000 Easter Road or Pataudry, they're going to be more encouraged to come back than if it's six or seven thousand because it's a far better far better atmosphere and it'll create a better spectacle just seems to, to charge so much to get so little fans and surely some point we've got to start reducing the prices a bit get more offers on especially for kids encourage the next kind of generation of fans to come in because i know yeah. if i was a kid unless maybe my dad was taking me or something would i go out my way to to make to make a trip to a football stadium to pay you know 20 quid or what 15 pound or whatever to get into ground to watch an SPL game at the moment, I don't know. 
you probably find better things to spend your money on, to be honest. I was speaking to a guy, uh, I think it was last season, uh, he was a Stirling Albion fan, and he was thinking of going to one of the away games, and the price of the ticket for First Division was £18. And I'm not sure if that was uh, the standard price in that division or not, but £18 to see a First Division match, I couldn't believe it, and I wasn't surprised that he turned it down. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, we had the winter break in the SPL. I used to go along to some of the First Division games during then, and you were still getting in for a tenner. So that's that's quite a recent change. Yeah, I think it was Dundee you mentioned. They were charging that. I think that would, that would have been Falkirk or Ferland. I think they were still Brockville at the time, but... I mean, that was a, a top-of-the-table sort of clash, and it was only a tenner. Yeah, see, that kind of price, if you say it's a tenner, then I think that would change a lot of people's minds about going to the football. I think if you said that, say, kids went free, I don't think they would lose out on any money because the kids go in, they're wanting the programme, they're wanting their juice, their, their Mars bar, whatever, their Bovril. So I don't think they would lose out at all. And, Laura, you touched on it, that you're, you're getting the, the future fans involved. That's, that's your future diehards there that are going to be buying the season ticket holders week in, week out, because their dad took them every week, really, when they were a kid. You know Sterling in the second division, yeah? No, yeah. Yep, yeah. At bottom, yeah. Yeah, I was just checking, but that was that was last season then, so yeah. Ah, they were in the, they were in the first division last right, season. Sorry. Then, then. I was just checking. Well, it looks like they're in danger of going down again. I don't know what's happening there. I was just checking to make sure it wasn't £18 to go to a second division game, because that's that's definitely getting quite excessive. No, I think it's one that will rage on for now. I don't, I, I don't. There's arguments on both sides, but I think until you try it, no one can can guarantee it would work or wouldn't work. And I think something has to be done anyway. I mean, you got JB nineteen seventy eight as well says I'd like I'd like a sixteen team league, but I think some clubs are against it because they would lose out on matches against the old firm, which bring decent revenue, as Chris mentioned. Um, my having a 16 team league, it would hopefully mean teams were able to be more competitive and be encouraged to play attacking football. I'd also hope it would benefit national team too. Uh, JB's always nicely positive on that side of things. Um, Panda Monk, one of his points was to say one of the reasons it wouldn't be for it would be finances. Um, a smaller top flight means more money for each team, and I'm talking about hundreds of thousands and more, which can go down to the lower leagues. There ain't enough money to support a larger top flight. If we go larger, it'll lead to more financial difficulties in Scottish football at all levels. This is what le- this this is what leads to our top t- eighteen team top flight being cut to ten teams in the seventies. So I read that badly, basically saying that's why our eighteen team mm-hmm. top flight got cut to ten teams in the seventies. But I think it's always hard to match things to previous years, you know, to seventies uh, different economic times and such and. Yeah, I yeah. think it's hard to match that, but we'll maybe try and get um, a more specific debate on that at some point in the future. Maybe get Panda Monk on because I know he's someone on the forum who always speaks. He seems to know quite, he seems to do his homework on it and know quite a bit about the possibilities of league construction. So he's more stats than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. That's the only thing I've gone for. <laughs> thing is, I can post something, Chris, and I know you'll come in with a stat. I know it. <laughs> So I thought we'd move on to look at the, the SPL games that are coming up this week. And the first game up is Inverness against Celtic, which is a half-twelve kick-off live on ESPN. So it'll be good to have SPL football back on the telly. Back in, what was that game? <laughs> no, I'm confident Celtic will win this one. I've, I've went for a, a 3-0 victory. Oof. Right, I'll have to hit you with a start here. We have never won at 
uh, Inverness any more than 2 0. <laughs> you have done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> and even that 2 0 was back when Craig Bellamy was playing for Celtic, so you're talking six years ago now. Well, I wish you'd said that before I predicted. Ah, well. <laughs> I'm going to call you Optic. I've, got you, I've gone for a narrow 2 1 1 for Celtic, but I'm not exactly confident in that. Yeah, I think it'll be narrow as well. Mm, I think they're on the up. I'm going to go 3 1. It's not by more than two goals, you know, you're still only winning by two, so I don't know. I, I fancy Celtic to win at the moment, um, even though Inverness fairly bagged the goals in last week. Um, yeah. Uh, just six of them, yeah. Just six. Yeah. It's a difficult one. They, they, they did well against the poor on defence, and that's maybe what worries me because our defence hasn't exactly been a strong point this season. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll go 3-1. I'll go 3-1. 3-1 Celtic. Right, the next matchup is Aberdeen against Motherwell. And, well, normally I predict first, but Chris has set the, the bar in the first prediction, so I'm going to let Chris go first and see if he's got any stats that I can... I can draw on. <laughs> well, I've not really, so I, I think I've gone for a one each draw here. Uh, oh, this would be another another tasty one. The the good feeling that exists between these two teams at the moment. Um, has Craigie Brown beaten his old team yet since he's went to Aberdeen? I'm not sure he has, is he? I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so, no. You should know, Chris. You get your stats out. Get the form guide out. Um, when did he go? It was the start of January. It was January 2010. Was it as long as... It was, was it? Oh, who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, what was, what was Aberdeen's score last week? No, Aberdeen haven't beaten Motherwell in the last five games. I thought you were going to say five years. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was Aberdeen's score last week? I can't even remember. Anyone uh, Aberdeen, it was off because it was a Monday night game against St John's. Oh, that's what's why. That's why the fog. Couldn't remember. And Motherwell got beat by yeah. Celtic. Oh, yeah, I can't see much in this game. I'm going to go one-one as well. Yeah, I'm going for a two-nil victory to Motherwell. None of this draw nonsense. <laughs> None of this draw nonsense. <laughs> The next game up is Dundee United against Harps. And Laurie, you'll be pleased with this. I'm going for a 2-1 victory to Harps. I think that they're just going to be too strong for Dundee United. I think that Houston's got them got them fighting after the, the sacking chat. But I, I still think Harps are going to have too much. What possess- 2-1 to Harps. I'll give you a stat. You, you do know we've only won once away from home since February. And that was against Dunfermline, who were pretty crap. So um, nah, I'm confident. Confidence. Well, they're only a point behind on the United in the league. But it's quite tight down the bottom. Down the bottom? When does the bottom start? <laughs> it's about fourth place. Um, That's a thought, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm going to go 1 1. I'm going to the, the game, so I can't. I feel I can't predict that we're going to lose, otherwise, that's just a bad omen. So, yeah, I think they're a, a decent enough team, and we're not great away from home. We're still not scoring many goals, but we're strong defensively, so I'm being optimistic that we'll score one. <laughs> I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. It's probably got a Paul Band, to be honest, but 1-1. One, one. I want to see at least a goal from Hearts on Saturday. Uh, I think, I, I've got to agree. I think I think one each draw is probably the, the most likely result in this. I don't think it'll be a Paul Band. I think there's, there's too much quality in 
on both sides for uh, to be scoreless. You hear that, Larry? Quality. Is <laughs> you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Too much quality where though. I've got some quality in certain areas, but I didn't see uh, I didn't see much quality in attack. Or the one player who maybe the one player maybe does doesn't even get on the bench. Yeah, at least Stevenson he'll be fresh after his wee break. <laughs> uh, his wee holiday. Aye, as we top off his suntan in Cyprus. <laughs> so the next game up is Hibs against Killy, and I've went for a, a two-each draw here. I think the, the both defences are, are rubbish, so I'm going two-each. Billy Brown's in charge, yeah. God, Hibs will be absolutely flying then, eh? Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what to predict. Killy are... Both teams got booed off the park last week, so um, I can't predict a nil-nil. Surely no, these two teams... Um, I'm gonna oh, go, I don't think that'd be possible. I'm going to go anything's possible, Greg. It's football. Anything's possible. I'm going to go... Oh, oh, I'm going to go Hibs 3, Kilmarnock 2. I've got to stop predicting Hibs wins these days. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be as uh, enthusiastic about the goals. I think I'll go with a one each. I can see a pattern emerging here, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just... There's one each that last weekend, I think. As long as it, as long as it stops here, because the next match-up is Rangers against St. Johnson, which I think the Rangers are going to come away 3-1 victors here. I think Rangers are... They're, they're on a bit of a run. So I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. St. Johnson are doing very well this season, actually, surprising me. My man, Sandaza, seems to be scoring for fun, so I'm going to add in a wee bit of a Sandaza goal there. For the for St Johnson. Well, as much as I like to say that uh, Sandaza and uh, Kelly and Sheridan have both been playing pretty well together, uh, I don't think St Johnson are going to score Ibrox. I, I think the the managerial change is throwing them off a bit. I don't know what Steve Lomas is going to be like because you know he came in and then had that game called off. But I think I think I've gone for a two 0 here. Aye, uh, Sandaza didn't score last week though, Craig. Did he? <sighs> but I don't know if I, I don't know if I picked him up. I'm not sure. I think he's. I think he listens. So I don't know if I picked him up because I thought I was. Why are you picking him up this week then? <laughs> I was joking. He didn't even play last week. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. The, the fog. The fog right. that put the game called off. Yeah, I played in it. Aye. Right. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, since last time it worked for you, I'm gonna go with the Paul Bandon saying nil nil for. Uh, oh no! Oh, no! I'm going to the last game. It's the St Mirren St Johnston thing again. There's two teams. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Jesus. Uh, Rangers St Johnston. Uh, two 0 Rangers. Kind of. You know what Rangers are like. They'll they wouldn't do much and they'll win because that's what they do. That's why they're champions, as I get told every week. So yeah, yeah didn't see there being didn't see it being a great game, but. Rangers will get the result, as they seem to be very good at these days. Yelovich will probably get the goals as well. <laughs> probably. So uh, the final game is uh, St Mirren versus Dunfermline, which Paul Band selected as his Paul Band charity bet. So I'm I'm sticking with that. I know his system does work. So I'm going for a nil-nil. Aye, me too. As as I probably gave away with uh, <laughs> accidentally <laughs> starting with this game. Yeah, <laughs> nil-nil as well. I think I'm going to have to go against you. I'm going with a 1-0 St. I don't think there'll be many goals, but I think St. will maybe just edge it. They've been going well this season. Playing some nice football as well. Yeah, they have, aye. They could actually go fourth. They could go fourth in the table if, uh, if Hearts and St. Johnston both lost. 
And Samaria would be I think Samaria would need a big win if that happened, though. Um, no, no, they're only no, they're two points behind. Two behind yeah. eyes, so if St Johnston and Hearts both lose, then... But if we're right in Hearts draw, then it would, need, it would take a big Samaria win to go above them. Aye, just six or seven. Can't see that. <laughs> so I thought I'd give the, the predictor a wee plug, if that's all right we used to. The predictor's free to join for forum members, and there's a £20 monthly prize and a £100 prize at the end of the season. All you have to do is predict the, the score of every SPL game. You get three points if the score's 100% correct, and you get one point if you got the score incorrect, but you got the result correct. So, for example, if it finished 1-1 and you'd predicted 2-2, you would have got one point. I'm doing pretty woeful in that at the moment, and I don't really want to say where I am in the, the leaderboard because I'm, yeah, it's embarrassing. Chris, I don't know where you are in the leaderboard. I only started at the start of November, so... <laughs> how are you doing? I, I only started at the start of November, so you're probably still above me at the moment. Well, how about for November, then, rather than the whole thing? You're doing pretty, how are you doing? For November, you're doing pretty well, Chris. You're uh, joint ninth. You're only four points off the top. Uh, how am I doing overall, Craig? Uh, I don't know. No, in November, that's... Because I'm, I'm 21st. That's in Scottish. November, I've... Yeah. I have no idea. I don't look at it. I thought you do stuff like that. I just come on and talk nonsense. You know I don't actually look anything up before they... Um, but let's be lazy and do a search, Laurie. I'm I'm doing abysmal for November. I'm not even going to say. It's like terrible. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's relegation form. One point. Did I forget to put my predictions in one week or something? That's, that's, oh, you're rubbish. That's, that's pretty bad. What's the full leaderboard? Hopefully I'm not too bad in that still. Aye, that, that is that is pretty, pretty disappointing. I expected better of myself. Yeah. I'm still 38th overall. Uh, big Blue Nose Bears doing well at the top. 63 points. Typical. Rangers top again, huh? <laughs> so if, you, if you're not a member of the forum already, you can log in using your Twitter or Facebook account. So it's, it's easy and up easy you like to sign up. We thought we'd better give out a wee shout out for them um, as much since we've been since we've been a bit doom and gloomy about the Scotland game on Friday, the under twenty ones this evening, which is um Monday, uh, beat the Dutch on their own patch two one. Yeah, good result. So it's uh, cr- Jordan Rhodes and David Wotherspoon, I think it was good goals. Yeah. Aye, well, I did, I didn't see the game but a bit of a reaction on the forum. Jape said two one Scotland, great result. We Forest had a great game. So I presume he must have, coming from a Rangers fan there. Um, Johnny Robb says, full-time team was calling fantastic result for the young lads and with a performance to match, not a failure anywhere on the pitch. Young keeper deserves great credit for what he did after his howler. Apparently, yeah, I heard uh, Mark Ridgers, the hearts keeper who's on loan at East Fife, had a howler for the goal, but bounced back a bit. So I suppose that shows a bit of character. The defence was immense. Defence were immense. And after getting booked for something stupid, Witherspoon, uh, Witherspoon rather, had a, an outstanding game. Along with Kearney and Kelly, Wild had a much better second half, and Forrest was good from start to finish. The two fullbacks held their own, and Jack, in particular, had a great second half. Rhodes played their own striker role to perfection, and Bundy adds as well. Um, cracking second half performance on another day, we could have had more goals. So there's some positives there, you know, the, the under 21s to go and do that, and it sounds like a few players there. I heard Rangers, Hearts, Aberdeen, Celtic. All kind of mix of players there, all having good games from well, from what people said in the forum. That's a, a nice positive way to end the podcast, Laurie. I think that's 
that's good. After the well, the way we've had the national team over the last few games, it's been pretty depressing. But yeah, that's good. Been in Holland, who would have thought that? Aye, there you go. Although last time we well, don't mention the last time we beat Holland. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> <laughs> went a bit wrong in the, the next game, didn't it? But yeah. Now, this was the away game. This time, though, we should beat them by more. If it, or, I don't know, I, I don't follow them in the 21s enough. Have they got to play them at home yet? or have they? I don't know. I think it's going to start. That's uh, the one beaten in the last five games. So. I, well, I know they were unbeaten in the group, because they but they'd drawn a couple. The Dutch were top. And... Yeah, I think it's three wins and two draws. Yeah. That's decent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not all... It's not all doom and gloom north of the border, is it? So that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Then. So thanks for joining us this evening, Chris. No problem, it's been good. Cheers. And if you want to follow Chris, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, it's Chris1888. Is it a capital K or a small K? Uh, it's a small K, K-R-Y-S. Yeah, I know you, it matters on Twitter. Can, can you follow him in any other way? Like you just said... Is there any other options you can follow? Well, him? you could follow him down the street. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think you'd appreciate that. <laughs> and if you want to follow me on Twitter or the, the official Scottish Football Forums account, it's S Football Forums. And I'll, I'll also give Chris a, a mention. I gave you a mention earlier this evening, but I'll give you another one after the show. And Laurie, I'll give you a wee plug as well. Laurie Dunsire. That's the one. On Twitter. I'm not very original. Just use my name. <laughs> oh, I, I struggled. I couldn't fit in Scottish football forums. It's too long. So I had to go for S football forums. So it could be Sofa football forum. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sofa football sounds like fun. Sl- <laughs> sounds a lot less uh, energetic anyway. <laughs> Slovenian football forums. There you go. It could be. could be. Maybe there is one. Right, but thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us this evening. And I'll speak to you next week. See you later, guys. Cheers.